Alright guys, this is our first video podcast. This is episode 58. We've got myself and we've got Dylan. This is really weird. I've never done this before. I feel like I'm doing a YouTube video, but I'm talking to someone and I've got live feedback, so this is weird. But anyways, we're back. We've got giveaways. I guess we should probably get into that first because that's probably what people are going to want to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good idea. So go ahead and tell them what do we got for prizes, and then we can go into kind of some of the requirements and what you have to do to actually have a chance to win these prizes. All right. So our big prize, and we're big thanks to Jake Yates. He's going to be uh, supplying us a razor to give away to one of you guys. So, you know, we've talked about it a whole bunch, roughing and finishing, um, all that stuff. I actually need a shave today. Same. So I'll probably do that when I get home. Um, yep. Peyton's going to be giving away some brick tactical stuff. We've got some t-shirts left. We've got stickers. Uh, I might whip up a few things in the mill to send out as well. So we've got a maybe we're we're definitely gonna have a big first prize and maybe a couple smaller, you know, sticker packages and stuff like that. And uh, what we want you to do is create a meme with hashtag WTP meme within Tolerance Podcast meme. Tag us in it. Tag either of our personal ones if you oh, want boy. to. Um, and it needs to be about within tolerance. It needs to have to do with something, you know, you heard on the show or that you learned on the show. It can be sweet. It can be funny. It can, whatever. Uh, we're going to sort through them. We're going to pick our favorites and those are going to be our winners. And I guess that's one thing we got to think about Dylan is do we want to find our personal favorites or should we like find the top five or I guess top 10 and then have people vote, um, because I've seen people do that on like Instagram. I don't know how we want to do that. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll figure it out off air, and then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll either let you guys vote on them, or we'll decide depending on maybe the quantity of people that come in, or something like that. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know how many people are going to do this, to be honest. So. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is weird. Okay. What do we got <laughs> over here? Okay. Giveaway, boom, you guys are going to get some free stuff. I guess other than that, let's just do the normal show. So what have you been working on? Um, so we were just talking about, a little bit about it. I got a rush order last Wednesday, um, and it was actually two buyers from the company. Both gave me orders, one of which I didn't think I was going to get at all, and I got both. And so I'm just trying to whip them out real quick. I got one order done over the weekend, and then I've got one remaining that I'm, I'm running a, a little late on because... It's a little more difficult than I thought it was. I thought it was about this big, and it turns out it's much bigger. So, um, yeah, I'm working on that. And uh, we've been doing kind of small little shop updates. Um, here, I'll turn them on real quick. I put in these shop lights from Costco, uh, and they're all... Oh, you gotta, uh, yeah, you got to show the brother. Oh, yeah. I can. Uh, you can see it in the background there. You can turn it on and off. Um <laughs> And I'm going to put another one over by the lathe, and then we're going to put one in the middle here because it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem it in the video, but it is quite a bit darker than I'd like in the shop, especially, you know, late at night if you're here. It's like, ugh, come on, this yeah. is. But, uh, you know, you start adding, the, I think each one of these is like, what, 4,000 lumens. So oh, wow. they're, they're quite a bit. And especially when you start hanging them down lower at, at, at head height, like it, it gets pretty bright. Um, so, yeah, we got that going working i've got a lot of i got more grills to run this weekend i've got those titanium parts to run i'm, I'm just staying busy but I'm, I'm feeling good things are things are going well 
Uh, I guess I'm looking around your shop, and I just realized there's the nice, clean, or now clean material rack back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not a big pile like it used yeah. to be. It literally was like a game of Jenga that Brad and I would play of like, who's going to be the one to have 50 pounds of aluminum fall on them? Yeah, seriously. That's cool. Yeah, I like... Oh, yeah, we talked about that. You also have that uh, that baker's rack tray thing. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I would roll it over here and show you. You can kind of see in the back there. Yeah, um, yeah that's a half rack, I want to say. And then they have okay. ones that are double that size. Okay. Uh, but it, it works great. Like for... Uh, I want to say I was maybe 100 bucks into it all together with the pans yeah. and everything. Um, I like I, that. I'll have to find the exact i think i gave it to you it was like restaurant supplier yeah. or something like that um so yeah it, it 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 works out really well i mean funny enough talking about cleaning things it was full of soft job blanks and like things like that and then when i had these orders come in i was like man i gotta get this cleaned off so i have like a clean work surface and right now our our workspace isn't really ideal like the uh toolbox right here um is was for the kitty but now we'll eventually end up with the Speedio probably because okay. uh, we've got another one, a duplicate like right behind it for the TC. But if we put that one right next to the Speedio on the other side, we'll lose access to either the material shelf or like walking through here. So we, we need to get the kitty out and then we'll be able to rearrange everything nicely. Is your, it looks like your brother is pretty much like a straight shot in from that door. Is it... Uh or is it off to the left, the main roll-up door there? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a pretty much – I mean, it, that's how it came in. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I've got even a video on my Instagram when it came in that it was, like, super easy for them to offload. Like, yeah. they, they rolled it in and called it a day. Um, we yeah. made sure it was on one one of the concrete pads and not spanning them like they wanted initially. And, yeah, it, it worked out. And, like, the two brothers, the doors are facing each other, too. So I can run those like a cell, which is nice. Yeah. So for those that are listening, he's got another machine that you can't see. Um, yeah, but that's that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, I mean, we talked about last week's shop space. Like, it Actually, in the video, it looks a little bit more spacious than it is. And really, over by the roll door, like that's all open space. Like That's where I had a car shell for a long time. Okay. Brad and I work on cars there. You can see our empty coolant black barrels for like the recyclers back there some car parts stuff like that but uh like the machining area is just not well laid out yet like when the yeah. kitty's gone the speedio will come over here and then they'll both face each other this way got it and i'll have like a table between them so yeah it, it, all in due time for sure yeah that's cool so what about you you have also been slammed yeah, fortunately or unfortunately, it's kind of hard to say. And I was talking to, who was I talking to? A couple people, especially Drew from Drew Fab, And we were talking that I kind of, if I go back in time and I think about when I was like looking to buy my machine, like the, I would say 60 to 70% of the reason I wanted the machine was to make my own molds. You know, I'd already been making molds, but I wanted to make them better um, than my little tag machine could. And so the other 30 to 40% of the reason to buy that machine was I wanted to make parts for companies because I thought that'd be cool. And I'm starting to realize that I'm doing two separate businesses here. And it is to the point where the machining business has grown exponentially in like the past year. 
that it could be a full-time job. And then the Lego side of things over the past like seven years has now gained enough traction where it's a full-time job. And it's like, okay, this, this isn't working. What, what are we doing here? Like I'm literally downstairs, like all this morning, just proving out these parts. And then I got this Lego customer that's like, where's my stuff? And then I got the other machining customer that's like, where are my parts? And I'm like, you guys just don't understand like what's <laughs> happening here. Um, and it's hard because it's like, I just don't know where to spend my time. Like I'm looking at my UV printer and I'm like, okay, like that's going good, whatever. But like, I'm trying to figure out where I want to delegate my time and you know, I actually, speaking of you getting that email from the customer and you were saying you passed on a couple parts, I got an email from a really good local customer and they're like, can you quote 50 of these and 50 of these? And I basically was like, you know, I've never done this before, but I can't do these right now. Like, and I'm sorry, like, I wish I could help you, but I'm just like, I can't, I'm tapped out. Like, there's nothing you're going to get out of me right now. And they actually replied, I'm looking at the email right now, they actually replied really well. And they're like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, we're glad you're busy. Um, you know, maybe we could get on a phone call once you're not as busy and we could figure out like what kind of quantities and part complexity works best for your shop. Like, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, if it's like a hundred, I'll take it. But like, I'm not doing a prototype part. Like that's just, <laughs> that, no, no. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out that balance and I, I kind of made the conclusion that once I get this, I've got two machining jobs right now. Once I get the first one done in like a week, that'll be a huge relief. And then I got one more and then I'm done. And I'm probably for at least two weeks, I'm going to say no, no more like done. Like I've got probably 20 molds that could be ran and I'll just run those during the night. But other than that, I don't really want to think about an end mill. Um, <laughs> And like all that stuff, it sounds weird, but like I've got parts on parts on parts of stuff that needs to get printed. Um, literally, you look at my website, it is, I would say, 80% sold out. Um, it's just sold out, sold out, sold out. And it's like, and but I'm still getting orders and I don't know what they're buying, but I'm getting orders. And so it's like, I'm trying to find this balance of, what the heck to do. Um, and one thing that I wanted to ask the viewers is for everyone out there that has like a Shopify store, especially if you have your own products, I struggle with inventory management and we've talked about this before, but one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend a day and I'm going to literally go through my whole catalog of like 300 products. I'm going to count each one, confirm the inventory levels because what I'm running into is I'll get an order for like one one dollar item and i don't have it and it's like okay i gotta find the email or the customer's email email them hope they reply normally it's like hey we don't have this color would you be okay with this color and normally they're like yeah that's fine but sometimes they don't reply because it might go to their spam or all that and now i'm holding their order and then two weeks later they email me and say hey where's my order and i'm like hey i already emailed you um and so I need to nail that down, but that's, it just got thrown off with all these conventions. Um, you know, you go to these shows and you lay out all your stuff and I don't count before and after that would take way too much time. Um, right. but it's just like, I don't know. I need to nail down that inventory 
you know, if I make 50 products, I need to update the inventory to 50, not 49, but 50. But then I also have to be very cautious of if I take one out for any reason that that gets changed right away, because I think that's part of the problem too. You know, I might give something away or give something to a friend and all of a sudden, where did that one product go? Um, that causes you all that grief. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my life right now. <laughs> so, well, that's good. Yeah, I, I could tell the last couple of days that you were feeling a little burnt out, and uh, that, uh, I think it'd be a good. It's nice that you have that option to like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to machine. I'm not going to talk to customers. I'm just going to like yeah. work through my emails and send out Lego stuff. Like that's that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's just like I want to get like things under control. I feel like they're not. Like I'm making them under control, but they're really not. Right. Um, and that's a problem because I've been fighting a, a pointless battle this whole time that should never have been a battle um, as far as like inventory levels and stuff like that. So I need to restock all this stuff, nail that down, take a chill pill, say, you know what? Okay, if I want to machine, you know, I have all these personal projects that I want to machine, like maybe knock out those, you know, if I've got personal projects or like products that are machined, maybe do those. But uh, yeah, for now, we're going to tone back the job shop work just a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got all your uh, Delrin uh, printing fixtures too to make. Yeah, that's true. And I actually, one of these customer jobs, I didn't have any way to hold these parts because normally I have like a, I wish I grabbed them. They're right over there. But I and I don't, I don't want to take it off the machine because it's kind of like, you know, oh, two tenths repeatability. But you're like, I don't really want to lose that two tenths right there. So I'm going right. to leave that. But um, yeah, I luckily I had machined one pallet and I didn't cut anything into it. I just put the two holes for the pins and that's it. And I was able to double back tape a Lego base plate, like just a plate onto it. And then I can build whatever fixture I want, like I used to do. But now I can just swap it off and put my other fixtures on. And I'm like, okay, perfect. That's all I need. Let's just get this order done. Um, and it's nice because if I need something quick, you know, I can just put that on there. And now I can build whatever the heck I want. Um, yeah, that's super smart. We, we actually do that at uh, work with the Lang because we're, we're slowly transitioning a lot of the mills, to like especially the fourth axes, to uh, Lang plates. And so we okay. took a few of the stock um, like T-nut slot fourth axis faceplates and yeah. put the link studs in them. So like worst case, if we don't have the fixture or like we don't have the time to put those studs in the, in an old fixture, we can just slap that faceplate up and then bolt it in like normal and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, whatever works. And I've learned like we've all talked about standardization, if that's the word, is yeah. uh, very uh, crucial for stuff like this. So. And I want to test, I'm going to probably test later tonight, is I'm going to print a part on this fixture, be like, okay, cool. I'm going to take the fixture off, put it back on, and print another one and see if it's still lined up. Um, and that's just going to test the repeatability of the two pins. That's all I want to test. But it just be, I'm. it should be totally fine, but I'm just curious and I want to know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I want to, I want to play with that a little bit, but yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so speaking of getting things under control, I had my meeting with our accountant on Saturday. Oh, that's right. It was awesome. Really? Like, she is so on board. She actually, uh -huh. 
So like they're a um, QuickBooks company usually. Okay. Um, but I guess she just got approached recently by Zero to like start looking into like partnering with them or something. And so she kind of knew a little bit about Zero enough to like talk fluently about it um, and like walk through our Zero account with us. And her rates super reasonable and they're just going to try to go straight hourly. So like an hour or two a month to go through and reconcile anything that's not reconciled and make sure we're not making any big oopsies and kind of just police our books and make sure that we're not doing anything really stupid. Um, And like, it's not going to cost me. I think last week I said my, my limit would be like 150 and and it, from what it sounds like, it's not going to cost me anything more than that. It might even be a little bit less than that. Oh, wow. Um, and she was like, she totally understood where we were coming from. I was like, listen, it, it, imagine we're five-year-olds and you have to explain everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, that's like everything I've learned about business has been from running a business and like, at, at, you know, just in the nick of time or just after I made a mistake or something like that. So, uh, she was totally on board. She it was, she was great. I'm really, really looking forward to it. That's good. Yeah. Someone mentioned that to me on Instagram. They messaged me and they're like, Peyton. It was a long message, but this is my summary of it. They're like, Peyton, you need inventory management and you need to get on QuickBooks. Thank me later. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I would choose something. Uh, personally, I would look at Zero over QuickBooks, especially okay. their online thing, because I'm for, even our bookkeeper was like, we're a, a QuickBooks shop and I hate them so much. Like really? apparently this year they were like, the software just stopped printing zeros on the tax returns where it was supposed to. (laughs) And when she talked to them, they were like, Oh, well just go to the IRS website and put them in yourself. And she's like, no, that's why I pay you. Like, that's exactly why I pay for your service. And they were like, Oh, well, sorry. You know? Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. So they've got $9 per month, $30 per month and $60 per month. I can't remember which one I'm on. I, I think I'm on either the 30 or the 60. Project track, project time, and cost. That could be interesting. Expenses, capture, and manage claims. Yeah, I'd probably just get the biggest one, the most expensive one. Probably get yeah. everything. It's worth it because you can do all your quoting through there too. Um, oh, really? And like they have a, at least on Android, they have a pretty good app too where I can do almost everything. Okay. And like it'll send invoice reminders if they don't pay on time. It'll do, you know, oh, all that nice. stuff for you. And especially as a single shop or single guy shop like that, I'm sure that would take a lot of load off of you. Yeah. Man, so, yeah. It's it's no. worth looking into. I, I really like it. Um I know there's another competitor that's supposed to be pretty good too. Um I, I just know that everybody I've talked to that uses QuickBooks has been like it's not great. Like they yeah. it sounds like Intuit just doesn't care. Um, and, and granted, I've also come across that kind of mentality with Zero, but they seem to be at least a little more on top of like a 21st century program than yeah. into it. So, no, I've just everyone always says QuickBooks. I feel like it's the one thing that's just been advertised like boom, 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 get QuickBooks, QuickBooks. But then like Zero is like, hey, we're over here, like try us out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, like I know Saunders switched to Zero from QuickBooks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their, their integrations are pretty good, uh, you know, especially with like what you do. I, I think it would work pretty well. I've heard that their inventory thing isn't great, but okay. from what I've heard, all of the inventory ones aren't great. Like QuickBooks yeah. doesn't do a great inventory either. Um, I can't remember the third one right now, but there's also a free trial for like 30 days, I think, or That's 60 days. So. Yeah. 
you know, worst case you try it, you don't like it and you're just like, well, I'll keep doing it by hand, you know, like, so. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch some YouTube videos on this just to see kind of how, how it can be used for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at the the $30 tier. I just checked. Okay. Because I don't need really inventory or anything like that. I guess, yeah, that's a question for me because, like, the per month, one of the things is multi currency. And I know, like, I get orders from all over the world, but I'm pretty sure Shopify, like, I'm not dealing with like euros and stuff. Like, it just comes to me. Like, they just do that. So I don't, I don't know. But yeah. 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 Worth looking into, though. Like you said. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, going to take a little break. I know the, the last couple of days I've been not worried about you, but I've been like, man, like Peyton's stressed. Someone, I can't remember who messaged me. It might have been Drew again. We text every now and then. And like, he was like, are you all right? And I'm like, uh, define all right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but I don't know. Like this just needs to, the fire needs to be put out for a small portion of time. Like that's just the best way to put it. For um, sure. But yeah, and then like I was thinking and I was doing like my workouts and stuff. And I'm just like, I need to structure my days better. And I think I mentioned this last time briefly, but like I really need to schedule some things. And actually reading this book, um, I don't, yeah, you can see that. Um, the one that Brandon at MFG Solutions sent me, this, they, he talks about that in there, how like, what, what do I want to say? about how structuring your day, like doing 75 hard will teach you to time manage because of how long all these tasks actually take, you know, how do you fit two hours of stuff in a normal day? Like you either got to wake up earlier or you got to be smarter about your time. And most people just pick smarter about your time. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about it. Like, I would love to do 75 hard, but like even adding just the workouts, I'm like, I don't have an hour and a half. Like yeah. I work out and I get like maybe a 30 or 40 minute workout once a day. And like, yeah. that's hard to find time for right now. Yeah. So, and that's why it's like, I got up, like I told you, I got up at like seven and I, I was actually very shocked when I'm in the mindset of like, go, go, go. I got so much done. I was like, okay. Seven o'clock, I got to go to Home Depot. I got to get this one screw to test on these parts. If I'm back by eight, okay, we're good. Like machine, we can get that going. Like I got to test out this one off. I got to make these soft jaws, blah, blah, blah. If I could get these, like my goal is to get them shipped out before 1.30, which is the cutoff of overnight shipping. And we'll talk about that. But I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden I'm done and I'm like, I let the parts tumble and everything and it was like 10 o'clock and I'm just like, I did all that in three hours. Like that's pretty impressive. And I was like, I'm going to let these tumble for two more hours. I'm going to go to the post office at noon. And so like, <laughs> I just let them do their thing and did other stuff. And yeah. And speaking of overnight shipping, I guess I never understood how valuable it could be. In this case, I've got these parts. The customer wants a first article inspection. And I'm like, okay, I can send a priority, which is basically dirt cheap, you know, anywhere from $10 or less, depending on how you pack it. And that'll get there in two days, depending on when you ship it. 
um, at what time of the day? And I'm like, okay. Or you could just spend flat rate of, it's like $27. It's not even $30. And I'm going to know tomorrow and I'll be running parts tomorrow versus the following day. And it's like, I will spend $30, less than $30 any day to get a whole day's worth of work. Like, totally. Yeah, that is the most no brainer thing I'm starting to realize. And so I'm like, the lady knows me at the post office. She's like, overnight again. And I'm like, yup. And it's like, like, it's just a thing because it's like $30 for a day. Like, you know how much money I can make in a day? Like, I will gladly give anyone $30. I'll give you $200 if I can get a day. <laughs> like, seriously. No, um, it's totally true. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and I'm I'm glad I'm starting to kind of realize those things because it's like, you know, I'm also looking back to job shop work. You, I personally look at stuff. It's like, okay, could I get this job done in a day? Yes or no? And it's like, okay, am I happy with five hundred dollars in a day? Like, not really. Like, I feel like I could do a thousand, or I could do two thousand, or like, what do I feel? And then it's like, eh, I don't really want to mess with it type thing oh boy, I'm being filmed right now or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, gotta put it on your stories. Oh yeah. I want to do that too. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'm starting to value my time more. Um, and just, you just got to be aware of that. I mean, if you could, let's say you're designing a new product. I know a lot of people out there are doing that. They have a machine in their garage or whatever. And let's say you're sending them to get anodized. You're sending them to get plated or whatever. And you could speed that process up by a day or two, like here and there. I mean, that's going to add up. Like I'm developing a product that's taking me like, I don't know, six to eight months. And if I was overnighting things, I could have saved a week. How much is a week worth to you? I mean, right. Exactly. Me, that's that's worth a lot. Like, you know how much I can get done in a week? Um, you know, that much further. That's a, if you're developing a product, that's a whole nother week. You could have been selling the product. Um, and how much is that worth? And it's just like, yeah, you gotta, people out there need to take advantage of that. So if you're not do it, USPS is what I use. I know you're a big, big FedEx guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just have used them mostly like when we did work with Zometry, that was mostly who they shipped through. So okay. I've got a good relationship with like all the people who work in the FedEx store. Um, but like, you know, you see like a machine shop outlaw, like he's had what three, four packages in the last couple of weeks that all, have all been dropped or damaged oh, by FedEx. So it just seems like it's kind of really dependent on who works in your local hubs. Like UPS here lately has sucked. Like all really? of our Arizona hubs are completely um, way overrun with packages. So like I've had multiple ones that I've like paid for overnight through MSC. And unless I paid for, what is it? Red where it's like next day air early, uh-huh. it would not show up in time. Yeah. It would, it would, it would be like, Oh, it's stuck in Goodyear, Arizona. And it's like, Oh, there's a delay. Yeah. Or like yesterday I bought a new drill to do deburring with the, the shop. And it was like, Oh, we've delayed your package due to a, like a train derailment. And I was like, what? Like I've never <laughs> seen that notification. <laughs> yeah and like i bought something the other day from mcmaster with some like tea tea nuts or something and it was like i don't know you got to kind of leverage that because it's like save money when you can but spend it when you you can afford it with shipping because it's like okay these tea nuts do i really need them like no 
like okay do the slow version but it's like do i need that drill yes i need to make parts now like overnight that now right. um but like yeah i guess msc i normally order from them quite a bit but i haven't been ordering from them lately um i don't Not having that free upgrade sucks that's what i'm saying right yeah because <laughs> um, what was that that was next day air right yeah yeah, okay. it was Express next day, so it wasn't the early morning one, but it was next day late or whatever. Yeah, and it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Man, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I just bought some more helical tools from my distributor, but, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, it's not that bad. I call them up. They know me as the guy that has the weird name, so um, they're like, <laughs> oh, Brick Tactical, and he's like, oh, you live in that spot of Washington? I'm like, yeah, the one that you're not pronouncing properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they know me and they're, they're cool people, but like, it's just, we've been there, but yeah, I've been, I feel like I haven't been ordering much stuff. It's just so speaking about helical, actually somebody, uh, Robertson machine works on Instagram messaged us today uh-huh. saying that, uh, he buys his through productivity.com. It's like productivity Inc. I think. Okay. Um, and he just signed up for a, I think it's, he said it was a free account and they sell like Harvey helical, all kinds of stuff. Really? Yeah. So I, I might, uh, sign up for them and see what I can do. Cause like, like I, I've said before, I don't really like the aluminum ones from helical, but yeah. their steel ones are like yeah. top notch. Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it'll be it'll be worth it if I can get what I need. Yeah, they've got like Goering, Harvey, Helical, Hitachi, Mitsubishi, Kanemetal, Kyocera, MA Ford, Micro One Hundred, and Micron is oh, in wow. their Endel category. So pretty good stuff. Yo, shout out to everybody listening that works at a tool manufacturing company. We know you're listening. I'm down to be sponsored. So like, let's get this ball rolling here. I'll use your tools and I'll show them off. So I really like half inch end mills, three flute, <laughs> one and a quarter length to cut. That's my tool, tool 11. I'll show it <laughs> off for you. Yeah, I've uh, got plenty of room back here yeah. for uh, the banner or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Know. I'm down. I mean, <laughs> a while ago, who was it? I think it was Curtis that sent out like fusion banners. I don't know if you got one at the time. Yeah, I've got, I'm looking at one right over my desk. Okay, yeah, I got one downstairs too. So that that was cool. That's smart for companies like that to do that type of stuff. Yeah, I've got a ton of Fusion swag. I've also got like their mouse yeah, pad. Yeah, I want one of those, yeah. I think I actually have an extra one. I'll send it to you if I can find it. Oh, yeah, with those stickers whenever you send those. Yeah, and the t-shirts. Oh, oh I yeah. might as well give them a shout out. Um, well, maybe I'll wait until I, I send you the stuff so we can do it okay. together. We can wear the t-shirts and stuff but uh oh yeah yeah but oh i know what you're talking about okay yeah that took a second yeah um yeah well i'll, I'll give them a little shout out tms titanium they sent yeah. us they sent us a little care package because we referred some people to them um we much appreciated i haven't made a post yet because i've just been too busy to do anything appropriately or on on time so uh, <laughs> but we will uh, as soon as i get the stuff to Peyton, we'll both definitely throw up a post or something like that it was yeah. much appreciated if you guys are listening i don't even know but honestly uh, i've got a whole wall downstairs in my shop that's like i've got a brick tactical banner and i got a fusion banner if you guys are out there and you have like a cool banner and you want to send it to me i will gladly show it off like 
Put that up there. Yes, we accept free stuff. Just DM us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible mid-podcast plug. Um, <laughs> well, we've got a ton of questions. Should we jump into those for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I've got them pulled up here. All right. Go for it. What should we do? Let's start with Casey Thompson's, which is what's the hardest part of doing your podcast? So what do you think? Do you want the sarcastic answer? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say dealing with you, but that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) I almost literally wrote that back to him in a DM as a joke. (laughs) Dealing with this guy. Yeah. Um, I know, Dylan. I get it. The fly machinist is just, you know, it's too much to handle, you know? <laughs> Someone messaged me, or I think they commented, and they were talking about, like, skateboarding and stuff. And I'm like, I know you listen to the podcast if you're uh, making these references. But I would say, honestly, like, I wouldn't even say it's, like, the, finding the time because we've done it for so long. And, like, I would say the first, like, month or two we were doing this, we were kind of like, when should we do it? Oh, what about then? Oh, what about then? Blah, blah, blah. Then we're like, all right, no. Tuesday, 5.30, we're recording. And it goes up the next day or the following day, depending on, you know, if I'm busy and I can't edit it or whatever. And once we figured that out, like, I think that for me, like, it's just like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's podcast day. And I start thinking, like, it's not a burden, really. Um, so that's not yeah. really hard on my part. I don't know. Sometimes... Some of the questions you guys ask are really good, and it's hard to give you a clear-cut answer. I would say that could be difficult. Um, yeah, well, especially because I'm not the best at giving you the questions ahead of time. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm always the first to see these. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I could probably do better about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. I like it like that. It just kind of goes for it. Um, I definitely I usually give them the Peyton response of just double-tapping their comment and then, like, Dude, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm not throwing shade at anyone, but if you do that, like I just kind of judge you just a little bit. So like You did that to me the other day. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> Dude, do you not understand the like the fire I was in the other day? Oh, I, I knew that's how I knew you were busy. Yeah, I, I was like I just saw the like and I was like, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Dude, that that should never be a feature. No. (laughs) Roll back the algorithm now. Um, Yeah, right? I don't see this is the problem. I don't – what's hard about the podcast? Probably answering some questions that I probably don't know anything about or I just don't know um, and probably faking it. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think we both said it though. Like, I'm not claiming to be like a fifth axis genius over here, but like, I feel like I can, I know the lingo and like I understand it. But like, I'm not saying like give me like a freaking engine block and I'll program it for you. Like, no, right. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like you said, it's not. It, it has come fairly naturally. Like, I think the biggest hurdle for me was like getting comfortable talking about what I'm doing all the time and like I don't know just getting in that mindset um there are days that it's hard where I'm like so tired and I'm like clearly just stepping on my own words as I talk and I've you know just 
cannot put together a sentence for the life of me, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Like, it's nice to get to, we, we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's nice to get to commiserate with another machinist about like all of the struggles and all of like, Oh, I hate this dimension or oh, I hate this tool or these stupid distributors yeah. or, you know, what, whatever. Like it, it so I, I don't know. It's, I, I think that there have been hard parts, but like in general, it's, it hasn't been that hard. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think it just emphasizes how cool the community is with the feedback and the questions we get. And like, I guess you hit it on the head. Like some days it does suck. It's like crap. Like I forgot, like we have a podcast today, like, and you have to kind of switch gears or stop what you're doing or whatever. But like we talk about on the audio only versions and let us know if you want us to keep doing this or what. Um, but sometimes we'll be like, you know, I don't know how this, this one's going to be. And we'll be like, Oh, let's just give it a shot. Like, let's just go for it. And then it ends up being like a really good one. Um, and like, especially last week. So I sent you that message, but I think last week's was like killer. Like, I don't yeah. know what it was, but like I told you, I'm just like, we both were like, we're getting used to like talking equally. Once again, this is new. Like I can see that you're not trying to barge in right now, which is like, <laughs> you know, not intentional, but it's like, you don't get that. Um, and we just like, we're both struggling with things, but we were giving each other advice on how to fix those things. We're like planning our futures, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like really packed in like that two hours or whatever it was like, boom, like that went by in no time. And I was like, okay, like, I'm actually glad that that was two hours because that was a valuable two hours. Not like, okay, like when are we done? Like type thing, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. We're, it feels like we're kind of hitting our stride, getting, you know, used to talking to each other, what we want to bounce off each other and things like that. Yeah. It, it, it was a, it was a really good one. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. For not even meeting you. That's up for yeah. debate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's like, I gave you a hug and everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's weird seeing you now, though, because the only, I'm so used to only seeing you on either stories yep. or on your YouTube videos. Yep. And so it's like I'm watching a YouTube video, but interacting with it, too. Dude, sometimes at these Lego conventions, the parents are the ones that recognize me first. They're like, I recognize your face from always being on the iPad or my son's phone or whatever. And I'm just like, or the, one lady came up to me one time. She's like, wait, I recognize your voice. Are you that YouTuber? And I'm like, what YouTuber? You're like, that one? Like, yeah, that's me. You're like, I know you. And I'm like, I don't know you, but okay. So that's awesome. yeah, that's, it's funny how the world is turning into that. I feel like all the YouTubers out there are so used to that. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's definitely strange. Yeah. Um, we got some interesting ones here. Do you yeah, pick another one? <laughs> yeah. So T five manufacturing asked, "Do you remember what your first job shop work was when you started out?" Ooh. Kind of thing. I have, I think two. One of them was for that company that wanted to hire me and I told them basically no, but I could help make parts and that kind of spitballed. And the other one was just that I messaged this pretty big guy on Instagram that does like gun related stuff. And I was like, Hey, I see what you're doing. 
you know, I'm a machinist. I'm a big fan. Let me know if you need any help. And he's like, actually, and this took like two months for him to read this message, but he got back to me. We actually became pretty close over text. And he's like, I got these 4140 parts. I don't feel like manually machining them. They're like literally like smaller than a dime. It's like two ops. And I was like, sure, like whatever. Like, and I think it was like, what did I charge him? Probably not, not enough. enough. Yeah. (laughs) Probably like, I want to say a couple hundred bucks. Maybe it was 500. I don't remember, but it was for like five of these things. And it was really simple, but like I only had a high speed steel end mill in the size I needed. So like, my surface footage was here. And so my cycle time was here and I was like, okay, a 40 minute cycle time for this tiny part, I guess is cool. Like whatever. And like, I just was like, I got paid for this. Like, this is awesome. Like I made these soft jobs, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I think that was, I want to say that's my first though. Nice. Yeah. My first part was these little, 316 fittings okay. that we made they were i don't know maybe this big um and they had like a, bo- a bore in the center and two little wings and they weren't super tight tolerance but like it was the first time i had ever machined 316 brad did it all the time in his day job we bought um swift carb end mills yeah and on the first part i was ramping into the hull and it was the it was the first time i had really like I had just started playing with fusion on my own. Like I'd okay. use it at my day job, but not for very long. Um, and I'm misinterpreted what the ramp diameter value was. Okay. Like I thought it was the OD or like the, the outside diameter of the spiraled hole, not the center line diameter of the hole. Yeah. And so I did a 2d adaptive down through this hole with a three eighths, uh, what's it called? Swift carb XM or something. And I, it made this little post, like yeah. maybe a 50 thou post all the way down. And when it came across the center to start the 2D adaptive, it just snapped the end mill off. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And like at that time, the Swift carb end mills were a pain in the ass to get anyway. And I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, and so like I found another one. I, actually, I think it was the first time I ordered from Suncoast Tools because they had them too. And it took another week or whatever. And thankfully the customer was really understanding and like, but it was just, you know, to just have started your business and lose a hundred bucks right off the bat was like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was a, it was, but it was a good job. And like the parts came out great and you know, they were happy with them. So it, it all worked out, but it was one of those like, you know really check your simulation start learning to do that all that stuff because the second i ran the simulation up close i was like oh yeah it's right there you idiot like what do you how did you miss that yeah i think one of my buddies said it the best he's like you know i asked him how's business and he's like well you know you you make money where you can when you can and you're always gonna lose some here and there i'm like yeah okay that's yeah that's about it (laughs) yep 100 percent. yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right Uh, he also had another question that was for me asking how the 3D printer improvements are working. Um, I'm still dialing in the temperatures, like correct temperatures, because I've been kind of swapping out PLAs and trying to find what I really like the best. But as far as like the printer itself, it is so bulletproof now. Like I did finally did the full. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get that thing going, man. Um, Peyton was pointing to his Ender 3 that is is not under power on his desk behind him. Hey. Um, Quick shout out, I'm going to interrupt. 
Teferotech that I checked out his shop the other day. He's got a mini mill and a Tormach, and he actually has an Ender, and he listens to the podcast, and he's like, you don't have a glass bed on that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, you want one? And I'm like, sure. And so he gave me one for free. So shout out. That was really kind of him. So, and I mentioned to you, like, that's why I asked you, I'm like, do you use a glass bed or not? So I don't know. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Yeah, I, I use it and it okay. works great. Um, it, it's hard to remove some stuff sometimes, depending on what you put down. Like right now, right now, the last five prints I've done, I've just used glue on the glass bed. And like, just I've heard that I could probably, yeah, just glue stick. Okay. Um, and then I scrape it off with the scraper that came with the printer. But, uh, I've heard that I can not even use that and it'd be all right. I just, okay. I, you know, I, I don't want to screw around. I just want the print to be done. So, um, but yeah, it, it, so far it's worked great. The pets fang duct, I, I went from the bullseye, which is the one that uses the stock fans in a new mount to their one that uses a 50, 15 fan. Okay. So a bigger part cooling fan. So you can run hotter and go faster. Okay. Um, still haven't quite sorted everything out with that. Like I said, like the, I printed last night some uh, mounts for those light remotes. Yeah. And like the first half of the part looks perfect. And then for some reason, after about halfway, it started getting all kinds of janky. And like it's still printed, but like the holes on the bottom look perfectly circular, circular, and then the ones on the top half are like ovals. So like okay. it. it I don't know if maybe my thermistor is not detecting the heat enough or I don't know what's going on there. Um, but as far as the printer itself, everything's working great. It's just kind of sorting out my my settings in Cura. And I might switch over to Prusa, Prusa Slicer because it seems like people really like that. So okay. we'll see. Yeah, once I'd say in the next week or two, once things calm down, I will. I definitely want to tackle that because I've got, like I said, I got stuff that just needs to get made and like i i like i got stuff over there that's sitting that i sla print and i'm just like you know what this needs to get printed like i don't even care if it takes six hours it's gonna be like perfect though but like this resin's expensive and like like yeah. that's just not the right machine for the job so yeah it's great for like like I like the form labs at work because it's like so bulletproof for overnight stuff. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh well, worst case, like you know, it sticks to the bed. Yeah. It's not like gonna melt down and like lose me an extruder yeah, yeah. or something. Like that. I mean, yeah, because uh, I actually have. I don't know how well we're gonna try this webcam out. Like these products, like that's a helmet, and it's really oh, detailed. Yeah. And like I sell these, and so like I'll run like a whole table full of them, and like that's a product. So like. You know, and I have the same type of deal with like the normal um, FDM printers, and so it's like I just it needs to get going. So yeah, probably yeah. gonna get that glass bed on. And you use just like those paper clips to hold them on, those binder things or whatever. Yeah, yeah I've okay. got the small binder clips that just barely fit over it. Um, and then the other thing you're gonna have to do is move your uh, Z home stop, okay. the one that like clips on. You're gonna have to actually move it up in the extrusion a little bit. But uh, we, we can go over that together. Like yeah, I can yeah. show you. Mine. Actually, I removed mine, but I can I can show you how to move it and stuff. So okay, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, um, I don't know. So go ahead and pick a, a question. Well, this one's not for me, but Farmer Gills Giles says, "Was the French girl photo really you?" <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not that he's asking. <laughs> 
Well, and along with that, um, Andy H.H. Clark asked, Peyton, uh, were you embarrassed by your co-host MCH apron oh, picture? That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I saw it. The first one he posted, you had like a shirt on or whatever. And then yeah. I saw the comments and they're just like, take your shirt off, take your shirt off. And I'm like, oh no. And then <laughs> the picture got removed. And I'm like, oh, maybe Dylan chickened out. But then it comes back and Dylan doesn't have a shirt on. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to, I don't even know if I liked it. I just like, okay. <laughs> hey, I know a good idea when I see it. No, <laughs> It was, I think it was Chris, uh, the pragmatic redneck, and he posted. He was like, "Oh, this would have been the best one." Yeah. But and I was like, "All right, yeah, that, I could do that." You should have got in there and like jogged down a face, though, like really close to your stomach or something, and then east off the machine, so it's like you know all dramatic. <laughs> it was enough to get in there alone. I, I was want like, to actually check if I like that or not. I'm gonna guess not. I did not. <laughs> so there's your Andy. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that's honestly hilarious. I don't like a lot of things. I just kind of look, anyways. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I felt like I had to to whole ass that. There was no half ass. No, no. Apron holder. So yeah, who's got that now? Um. Angelo had it, and then he sent it off to somebody else. Okay. So I'm not sure who has it next now. Okay. But you know, everybody before me had had some kind of shirtless or assless or assless chaps kind of picture, and so I was like, "Well, I got to do something." Yeah. And my first thing was like, "Oh, I'll do it on top of the machine, and I'll lay out like that." And then I was like, "Oh no, no, no! Inside the yeah, machine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh man. All right, let's do some of H.H. Andy Clark's. Yes. (laughs) I like some of these questions because they are, they're not machining related. Some of them are, but some of them aren't. And it's just kind of like random. And I don't know how he thinks of some of these, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He's he's awesome with questions. Like he sent us multiple pages of questions a a few different times now. So much appreciated, Andy. All right, so a couple of these are pretty rapid fire, but this one goes out to both of us. Favorite chips? That's like such a hard question. I feel like if I'm going like guilty pleasure, like if I'm drunk and eating chips, I love flaming hot Funyuns. Okay. It's like such garbage food, yeah. but that is like that is my go-to terrible snack what about like a normal day oh i don't usually eat chips <laughs> Fair enough. i don't know i feel like uh salt and vinegar a lot actually oh, yeah. oh man Ooh, there's so many there's this one that's like it's like a mix it's like what do they call it like the munchies or something and it's all like hot stuff and it's like it's just like pretzels and stuff like that those are pretty good you can only get them at like the gas station around here um those are pretty good and then he also asks to both of us if you could have any superpower what would it be oh that would be tough teleporting would be pretty sick yeah i was gonna say time travel so Ooh. um but i don't know if that's a superpower i guess it could be yeah but see like i can't time travel to your shop 
No, that's true. But you could teleport here. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that's fair. Being invisible would be pretty funny too. But like, yeah. Oh man, but if I could never commute again and that's just like appear at my shop, oh, give me that Admiral Dylan. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I can I can get on board with that too for sure. Yeah. He also asked, "Do you have a hidden talent? Example: tying a cherry stem with your tongue, something stupid like that." <laughs> um. I want you to go first because I want to see how deep you dig because I got one that I can think of. <laughs> uh, hidden talents. I, I, I don't know if I still am, but I was pretty good at yo-yoing. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I, like there was a yo-yo club in my hometown in Hawaii. Like oh, I went to that every week and like was really big into it until I was like 10 or 11. Uh-huh. So. I can like walk the dog and do the one where you like throw it up. That's about it. <laughs> oh, so what about you? That wasn't deep enough for mine, Dylan. I'm not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> um, hidden talent. Man, I think I can machine stuff pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> hidden talent. See, this is what I mean. Like, I don't know. I don't know some of these questions. I don't know. Pretty boring. Oh, come on. You got to have something. Hidden talent. What's someone that's like, wow, Peyton can do that. Yeah. I can't snap. That's a talent. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my reverse hidden talent that I can't snap, but I taught myself how to whistle one time, and that was pretty sick. What, like with your fingers? No, I can't, like not happening <laughs> yeah so I, i'd uh, say that counts that's that's just as as dumb and surprising yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's funny i was thinking about that the other day i'm like man i can't snap what a freaking loser like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways okay next one what occupation or career did you dream of doing as a child i'm still a child i feel like we're both still children well, and that gets into also uh, Danny Rudolph asked, if not for mach- if not machining or manufacturing, what job would you do? So we oh, can kind of answer. The heck? Danny coming out of left field over here. I didn't even see that question. Oh, so what, what would you what did you dream of as a child? And then what will you do if it's not manufacturing? Or what did you dream of when you were a younger child? <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to. The one thing that always came up before I understood what college actually was, and that sounds no dumb, but I always wanted to be an engineer, which I just thought meant you come up with ideas and you make cool stuff, which I've now learned that's not necessarily the case. Um, and I just always like making stuff. I'd always go to my grandpa and be like, I want to make a ballistic knife. And he'd be like, what? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, from Call of Duty? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, let's go get the PVC. Let's go find a spring. Like, and we made one. Like, it wasn't a real knife. Like, it was a rubber knife. But I'm like, pew, and like shooting this thing across the house. Or like, I want to make like a Claymore airsoft trap that like you walk past it and it (laughs) sprays you with BBs. Like, this is all things that I want. This was like, like day projects, right? Like, you got nothing to do on the summer and you're bored. Um... And then eventually one day I was like, I want to make injection molds, which was a longer day project. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's I, still going. 
Yeah, seriously. Um, I just always wanted to make stuff. So I don't know what you classify that as. Um, also, very young, when I started YouTube, there was a very big part of me that's like, I want to be a YouTuber, which at the time didn't really exist. I feel like that's more recent. That That's like legit a thing. I remember people being like, you know, I mean, this was 2010, 2011. It, it had only been out for five or six years. And like people knew of YouTube, but like people weren't called YouTubers. And so, but now you ask what is, there's like a percentage, I think Lego actually did a survey on kids and like 90% of them or something were like, I want to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool actually. Um, so yeah, that's me. Okay. And then what would you do if it's not manufacturing? Oh, shoot. Yes, YouTubing. I don't know what about. Um, I'm getting into making music. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, anything. Yeah, no, probably not pro, but <laughs> at least learn how to ride one properly. Um, no, I would say anything like art related. I'm starting to really, this is like not when I was, I guess this is more to Danny's question because this was not when I was a kid. This is more currently. Um, but like, I'm really appreciating art. And I do think the machining is an art. It's a really weird form of art, but like, it is definitely like an art. Um, right. But I'm starting to appreciate like, you know, we talk so casually about like, oh, end mills, deburring, tool holders, blah, blah, blah. But like, you go to like a guitar player and you could get that in depth with that same person, but about completely different things. And it's just, oh, yeah. a, it's just a subject matter. And so I really appreciate like people that are really good at what they do. And I have no idea what, how they do it. Um, I, yeah. Love, yeah, I love watching people nerd out on anything. Yeah. And I try to pick up those tidbits where I can. That's why I love Joe Rogan. Cause he'll interview people and I'll be like, I didn't think I'd be learning about factory farming today, but here we are. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, that's, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I think if I wasn't doing manufacturing or machining, well, I guess to Andy's question first, I was also somebody who was always making as a kid. Like my dad, you know, has he uh, went to ITT Tech and he owned a carpentry business for years. And um, like we always had tools in our shop in like our garage. Like we've never been able to park a car in our garage yep. the entire time I've ever lived. Um, it's always just been a wood shop. Yep. So I've always been making stuff. Um, as a kid, I remember doing a project that was like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I either really wanted to be a stunt driver oh boy. or I wanted to be a industrial designer. Okay. So those were, those were like the two paths that I had chosen. Um, and then if I wasn't doing machining or manufacturing, I would either love to be racing or I would probably be doing coding like i've been getting more and more into coding like arduino and okay. python and things like that and there's just like so much money there and you can work from home and like it's you know relatively low stress compared to other jobs sure. so, keep telling yourself that <laughs> i mean it, you'd own your own business or you yeah. do something like that it would be stressful but it's like you know you screw up a code for some social media app and it's like oh it didn't work not like oh somebody's dead you know so like in the grand scheme of things, it's relatively low, low stakes. Oops, the liking of the comment feature is no longer the thing. Oh, right. no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd probably be that. But I'm, I'm, I also, like, I'm super big gearhead. 
I love going fast. I had a track bike for a long time. I, you know, I've ridden on tracks. I've driven on tracks. Um, I worked at the track that's like an hour and a half from here for a a long time. I was their race controller and like would sleep in the race tower. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. It was actually really cool. Uh, So yeah, that's that. I I don't know. Racing's expensive. Coding's not. So yeah. 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 Machining is expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. For you, um, what's your all-time favorite product of your own that you know that you no longer make? Oh, that's a, a deep question. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. In other words, what are you bringing back? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one because ev- it's just like anything. Every product's like has taught me something about either how it's made or what sells, what doesn't, what do you do when it sells really well? What do you do when it doesn't sell at all? How do you get rid of it um, and break even? I would say one thing that I still make them, but they don't sell as well and almost not at all. But the plate locker, if you look it up on my website, my actually my old website, like it was pretty much like the staple product. Like you talk about x39 brick customs when that was me or even earlier just x39 customs like (laughs) that like you knew like oh x39 yeah he makes plate lockers like that was a thing and it's the idea that like man i wish i had props um they're like these lego base plates these big ones that you buy on the back side of them they don't have a normal stud connection so you can't build underneath them because of the way they're i think they're I don't know if they're injection molded or vacuum formed, but you can't build underneath them. So let's say you have two plates that you want to connect. You have to build on top of them to connect the two plates. And I was like, what about, why can't we connect something from the bottom? Like, why not? Like, you know, and so my grandpa and I, we came up with this, it was a urethane reinforced. We put carbon, not carbon fiber, um, fiberglass. And you basically have urethane sandwich, of just really strong fiberglass like it you could not tear the stuff and you could get it underneath these base plates connect them and then it also acted as a non-slip like function so you know you're building something on a table now your thing's not sliding around and it was thin enough that it wouldn't like cause any weird bumps or anything and so that taught me a lot at a very young age like i'm talking like 12 13 14 about like product iteration like we went through every kind of urethane every durometer i learned what that meant uh (laughs) durometer you know fiberglass you know um going around you know it's just those little stories it's like we got to go get more fiberglass for plate lockers and i'm like i've never done this and so we're like yeah like let's go down to tacoma like or kent the industrial areas of where i live and like whoa what are all these buildings like yeah they all sell like industrial stuff like what's that one? Oh, that's a metal store why do you need metal whatever like you know <laughs> let alone, you know stuff like that and it's just like that just taught me so much and you know honestly it could be a whole business on its own if it was marketed right but once again time is a thing of the past i guess <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you want to bring back like would you invest more money into advertising it yeah, I mean, I've talked with marketers and my thing is like, 
Andy Frisella, when, when I used to listen to him hard, he brought up a really good point and he actually interviewed a marketer and the marketer strategy to get customers was very smart. He said, look, I'll, let's say I'm trying to market plate lockers. He's like, I will do the marketing for free, get you the results and then you pay me. And I'm like, that's how everyone that does marketing should do it. I'm not going to pay you and you can be like, oh, I'll sell thousands of these and then I sell 10. And it's like, dude, like put your money where your mouth is. Right. And so right. I told people that and they just run off and I'm just like, this is just a red flag for me. Like what, what's going on here? You either don't think you can do it or it's just impossible. Cause like, you know, if it retails for $15, like I told these guys, I'm like, I'm more than willing to spend like $5 if I can sell one. So like, I will gladly drop a check for $10,000 if I can sell, you know, 10,000 of these things, but right. show me like, let's make, you know, and I just kind of dropped that, you know, after a while. Have you ever done any uh, Instagram advertising? I haven't. I've done Facebook and that was a while ago. Um, I know some of my competitors do Instagram and I keep seeing them. So I'm, I need to try that. I need to play with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I did it once I sponsored a post just to like go through the, the motions of yeah. it. Just like see, it was interesting. Like, it, yeah. it, I don't know. Um, like I had nothing to sell, so it's not like I saw any gains or anything like that, but yeah. it was just interesting to see like the reach and all that stuff. Say, and, yeah. And like, you know, post clicks and like you get a lot of that metric through just being a business Instagram anyway, but yeah. it was still pretty cool um, yeah. and it wasn't too expensive. So, yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to figure out like a, a product I want to do that with or like make a generic one and be like, all right, five dollars a day for a month. Let's let's see if sales are boosted or whatever, because, you yeah. know, the name and it was so funny. I learned this in college. It sounds dumb, but I had always heard about marketing. I'm like marketing. Okay. You got products. You got to do marketing, whatever that means. And I was explaining to this guy, I'm like, I know there's people out there that would buy my stuff. They just don't know it exists. And he's like, that's literally marketing. I'm like, boom, I need to look into this, <laughs> but I've kind of done it like the organic way of like just growing a YouTube following that happens to go to Instagram that happens to go here and that happens to like me and buy my stuff. And so it's nice that you can do it kind of both ways, but obviously there's limits to both of them, you know? Yeah, totally. All right. We that was got a good question. Yeah, that was really good. We got one for you and it says, is it possible to add probing to your other brother machine so you use it more? It seems like you use the newer one more because of the probing. Um, I don't think I can add a spindle probe, but I can add a tool setter, which we've talked about and I, I might go through with it. It's a couple hundred bucks to get like a Chinese one and then wire it up. Um, it would help, but I, I think I just talk more about the speedio too like whenever i'm doing it. stuff yeah well like whenever i'm doing stuff on the tc it's like you know repeat work that's not all that exciting and it's like oh i set it up and it runs really well and i don't know there's not really much to to show or see or anything like that you know um whereas like the speedio for me is still like new and fresh and cool and so like, i talk about it and i post pictures on it and all that stuff a lot i mean but, if you uh, guys listening want more pictures of the older machine i'm sure dylan can work this out <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do need to post more about it because it, it's a great machine. Like yeah. I really, for, for what we paid for it, and for like 
how old it is, it works really, really well. Yeah. So um, I can't complain. Do you ever all. go on people's Instagrams like whenever normally for me it's like late night and I'll like for example I'll go on your Instagram and I'll go way back and I'll be like what was Dylan doing in like 2016 and like I saw like when you just got that machine and I was like wow this is kind of cool like I'm like going back in time right here like looking at freaking <laughs> pictures of this old brother that's like zipping around and I'm just like oh okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat, like, seeing how everybody's grown. Yeah. Like, most of the people I follow, it, the Instagram community is pretty cool. Like, I feel like everybody's really motivated, and so not not many people are stagnant in what they're doing. Yeah, I guess. that's true. Um, well, let's jump into somebody else's questions, and we'll go back and finish off Andy's questions. Okay. Um, Rob Townsend asked, what part of running a business has caught you off guard? How expensive it is. <laughs> yeah yeah i like I, I would agree with that um what is it that saunders says like cash eats growth or growth eats cash for breakfast it's so true but like no one told me that like hey you're starting a business that's cool make sure you have a lot of money in your bank account like no one tells you that like right. then all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh you have to pay 200 dollars for this you have to like it just I just can never believe how quickly credit cards can add up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like I've well, said it reminds it, me of a, there's an old saying about race teams. It's how do you make a million dollars racing? You start with $2 million and you go racing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you, you make money with a business, but yeah, you never realize like how much goes into it and how much like, you're like, Oh man, I'm just burning through money to make it through like these orders. Yeah. And I had a friend come over and help me work on some stuff. And he was asking me those questions. He's like, how much was this? How much was that? And I'm like, you see that little, like, I use like shop towels, right? And I fold them up into fourths. So they're like, I don't know, like five by five. They're tiny. And I set them and I put tools on them or whatever. And I had one where I had all my tools that I pulled out of holders. And I'm like, you see that towel right there? He's like, yeah. He's like, you see everything on it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's probably $500 right there. And he's yep. like, for those drill bits, I'm like, bro, those are some fancy drill bits. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's I just totally like, oh, like your head just hurts. Like looking around, like I look at your shop and I'm just like, I just understand it. It's just like, you look around and you're just like, you're obviously here because you've got the stuff to be here and like everything's got to get paid for. Um, and yeah. it's nice. Those things that once you have it, you have it. Right. Um, and especially for these people starting out, like that, getting the machine is what they need to have it. Um, but as you scale, you learn that it is just tooling and yeah, it's not cheap. Like you said, definitely have some change to spend if you're trying to start any kind of business. Yeah. Well, like, uh, Adam, the machinist, he posted today about his little micro motor deburring tool. Yeah. No oh, that's so cool. I want one. And then I found it on Misumi and it was a thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh, you still want one? <laughs> yeah, I still do want one, yeah. but I'm not a thousand dollars. I immediately went to eBay and was like, oh, I wonder if there's a used one. I was like, nope, there's no, no used one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question though. I was, other than that, it's a lot, it takes a lot of time. I also, when I was working 30 hours a week, 
30 to 40 during the day at another machine shop and then coming back home and doing this, I was always scared to lose that. And like, I was like, you know, what do I do? I got this machine. Like, and I am so glad I made that jump sooner than I did, because if I was in this position I'm in now, like, obviously that would have been a no brainer, but I didn't know that. But like, the fire was burning, like it was happening. And like, you just gotta, I don't know, like, what was the question even again? <laughs> what surprises you about running a business? Guard. Yeah, is just like, you got to take those leaps sometimes sooner than you think. But like you said, like, when I remember, and I say this all the time, but like, when you were like, texting me, you're like, I might buy a new machine. And I'm like, what? Like, what? And then yeah. you're like, don't say anything on the podcast. I'm just like thinking about it. I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> then, then like you do it and you're so happy. And I'm just like, this is what I mean. Like you, sometimes if you keep thinking about it, like it normally means it should happen. So make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think another part, and actually you brought it up earlier too, that I don't know if it caught me off guard, but it surprises me continually is your customers if you are like honest and you know deny them or say oh i can't do that like i've had a few customers where they send me stuff and i'm like i'm just gonna have to know quote like i don't have the the right machine for it here's a good person for it or blah 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 like every time i've done that they have come back and been like i really appreciate you being honest i really appreciate you know i, I appreciate your integrity yeah Thank you. Um, or, or even like being late on stuff. Like you feel like the world is crumbling around you when you're late on work for customers. And then you like, you're, you know, you send it to them finally and you're like, I'm never going to get a quote from them again. And then like two days later, they're like, Hey, can you do this? And you're like, Oh, okay. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I'm yeah. not the you know biggest piece of garbage in the world. Like I thought I was. Yeah. Um, so it's never as bad as you think it is, I think, is, is what continually catches me off guard. Yeah. My favorite saying lately is people are people and like in a good and bad way. But in this case, yes, like everyone understands, like people have bad days, things get delayed and that are out of your control. Packages don't show up like everybody understands that. And at least only the mature people like conceptualize right. that and understand that they're like oh maybe he didn't get the tools he needed that's why he's late maybe he's just not lazy right or whatever um and so yeah i would say like you said running into customers that are actually pretty cool people you're intimidated right because you're like you're like looking up at them and you're like oh like you're giving me the money you're giving me the work thank you and it's like right. and they look down they're like dude like step down on this level like shake my hand like we're cool like just help me out and I'll help you out type thing. It's like, <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then his uh, other question was probably more for you, rollerblading or skateboarding. I guess for you too. What, do you know how to do either? I've done both. Okay. I've owned both. And I, I don't know. I don't do either anymore. Yeah. If that answers the question. <laughs> rollerblading. I've never done skateboarding. Obviously I'm trying to figure that out, but yeah. All right. And I can't remember if it was him. I'm looking right now. Somebody was like, by the end of the year, you got to get a kickflip down. Oh, gosh. So, better get going. Yeah, once these parts. Oh, it was uh, Ian Bren Bresnahan. I think I'm saying that right. Ibrez I okay. on Instagram. And he's actually the last two questions. Okay. He said, uh, 
make sure you wear a helmet on your skateboard. He's had too too many head injuries from riding, yeah. and that you better better be safe than sorry. And your goal is to kickflip by September. He didn't even say end of the year. Wait, July, August, September. What? You got one month. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, already, I just get scared looking at the thing. You're telling me to do it. Well, then again, I told my story about my experience the other day with that guy. So then again, yeah. Yeah, you'll probably do it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I've heard of that trick. I need to kind of watch his YouTube video because I don't really know what it looks like when you do that. So You got to watch. There's a, uh, a YouTube sh- series called do a kickflip and these guys just ride around like california in cars and just yell like do a kickflip to random skateboarders and if they do it they like throw a merch or like okay, headphones yeah. and like one of them it's tony hawk doing oh it oh my gosh that's funny. It's super funny do a kickflip yeah oh yeah i'm watching this okay little intimidating you'll be able to do it yeah man JSP Fab, um, his son was just doing a bunch of them on his stories the other day. Oh, it's like an ollie. Yeah, but you flip the board around. Oh, yeah, okay. This guy's doing all sorts of things then. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's an ollie, but you kick the front end of the board with your toe as it comes off, and it spins the board 180, and then you land on it. Or 360. I don't know about the landing part. (laughs) <laughs> sorry you could clip the last five seconds i just watched my reaction of this guy doing this yeah no we're definitely not clipping that people are gonna watch your reaction <laughs> this is one reason to go ahead and even if you listen to the podcast audio definitely go and, and watch through a, a you know a few minutes of the video version yeah, see how you like it. it it's fun getting to see your face and yeah. like talk face to face even if it's over you know video yeah yeah and then, uh, let's see, I saw another one. Uh, da, da, da. This one's from Frederick FW. How does it feel being awesome? Is this to both of us? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I hope so. I don't know. It feels awesome to me. Yeah, I think it feels pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't feel like I am all the time. Yeah, I know. I do appreciate the, the compliment veiled as a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see oh what the heck adam the machinist asks some interesting ones what is this which one of you would win in a cage match jesus <laughs> <laughs> are we like against each other or like in general yeah, I, think so. I think if we're we're boxing in a cage match i mean how tall are you six two okay i'm six two Oh, man. I think I've got about 100 pounds on you, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to run from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. His, oh, his other one, um, I didn't put the full thing there, but I'll, I'll read it off uh, Instagram. Um, See, this, is he how, said, this is how Dylan gets me, guys. He doesn't put the full question in here. And then he butchers, yeah, I get lazy. Yeah, then he butchers the names of the people. So he does this on purpose, actually. I'm super good at butchering names. <laughs> I think everybody knows that by now. Um, so I get extra caught off guard. <laughs> so his other question was, do either of you employ a driver? I've had my retired father-in-law running parts for me versus shipping in-state, and everyone is happy with the situation. I get my parts same day, and he has a nice source of beer money. Oh, like for local customers? Yeah. No, I, I do everything. Yeah, same. I, um, I am... Well... I don't employ a driver, but Brad, my other 
half of Proteum. He does a lot of the driving during the week because I work. So yeah. I'll finish stuff up at night and be like, hey, can you drop this off at FedEx? Hey, can you drop this off at so-and-so? Because um, we've got a few local customers. And so he'll, he'll do all that, thankfully. Um, and I feel bad about it. But at the same time, yeah. it's just part of running a business. So. I guess I forget that... Um... I mean, I'm starting to ship more parts, and I know you do that too, but I guess also the driving to the post office. Um, luckily, mine's like three minutes away, and um, one thing that Kelvin told me to do, because I, I don't know when I mentioned this, but USPS does pickups. You can go mm -hmm. on their website, and like he's like, do it twice a week at like whatever time, and just put them outside, and don't even worry about it again. And like... Part of me is like, yeah, that'd be nice. But then again, I have to check my PO box for packages anyways. Like you build that relationship. They like you. I don't know behind the scenes if they treat my stuff any better or not. Like it's not that far away. So for my specific like scenario, I'm going to probably just keep going. It's also like a nice 10 minute get out of the house, get your head out. Right. Um, but then one thing that I forget to do um, is with local customers. I started doing it heavy in the beginning and I don't know why I forgot, but like I charge them for my drive time. Like if you're 30 minutes away, like that's an hour round trip. Like what do I want hourly for driving? I want 40 bucks an hour. So I'm going to tack on $40 for delivery or you can come pick them up. Like you pick. So like, right. I would do that. And you know, it's those little things. Yeah, no, that's smart. Um, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. I think the biggest thing is like we, a few of our local customers are like, oh, we, we'll come pick up. But it's like we work such sporadic hours that it's like, I don't know, you want to come pick up at 8 p.m.? Like, you're happy to do that. Um, I've got like one or two local customers that have done that. They're like, oh, I'll meet you there at 7 o'clock or whatever. But um, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. And then one of my actually customers, he's like, I'm like between their company like one of the employees like the head engineer he's like i'm in the middle of his commute so like normally he'll just stop by like as he's going home or something and i'm just like oh yeah perfect like and he likes coming to chat so it works out oh nice yeah. that's awesome yeah all right uh, so another one from andy what country would you like to visit on vacation Ooh, ooh. depends on the time of the week you ask me <laughs> like right now i don't want to go anywhere that has to do with manufacturing to be honest <laughs> yeah but if you ask me on another day i might be like i want to go to germany or like to check out like i don't know what's in germany dmg or something i don't know um or like japan would be pretty cool um that actually be really cool for both reasons japan is awesome yeah you've been there i went three or four years ago uh -huh. it was amazing okay yeah i uh, hi highly recommend it yeah. I, i'll have to post a picture on our with intolerance podcast the best thing i did in japan was i don't even know if it's still still around there's this company called mari car okay. and you can rent go-karts and they take you around with a tour guide and you drive go-karts dressed up like characters from mario oh around the streets of tokyo and like you're on the actual streets in a little like 50 cc go-kart and like literally every single person is taking pictures of you and like i had people running out into the intersections at stoplights to take like selfies with us and we were super lucky because we went on like a apparently a really non-busy day and it was just brad 
me and our guy. Oh, that's awesome. And he, like, he turned around at the first light and was like, how fast do you guys want to go? And I was like, just keep it pinned. Yeah. Like, just go. Yeah. I was like, we both ride motorcycles. Let's do it. Yeah. And dude, we like literally just were pinned in these little oh, go-karts oh, around Tokyo. And it was fantastic. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And it was only like 60 or 70 bucks a person. Oh, yeah, I bet. Like hours. Like, it was a long time. Yeah. Uh, Japan would be cool. I, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I really want to go to New Zealand and Australia, like, really badly. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else. I, I really I want to start traveling a lot more. I just haven't had time. Yeah. I, I want to go to Thailand. Okay. Thai food. I honestly want to go to Vietnam too. I think that'd yeah. be really cool. I've seen yeah, my old coworker was from Laos, and one actually I think they were both from Laos. Two of the guys were, and they just nonstop crazy stories about growing up. I I, I forget about some of these stories, like how this one guy, and this is. Like, he was not a bullshitter and tiny little guy. And he been working at this company that I used to work for since he was 18 and he's like 40. And so, like, man, he was telling me how they would run around with knives, all the, all the boys, and like this village. And like, they would literally like fight each other with knives, like, and like <laughs> legit stabbing. And I'm like, what? And like, another thing he told me about is how he fell in a well. And, like, they thought he died because he hit his head and went unconscious. And so they were going to – and no one knew he fell in. And so he eventually woke up, and luckily his uncle just happened to look down the well and was like, oh, there's my, like, nephew down in this well. And, like, so they had to, like, drop down a rope and, like, get him out. <laughs> and he showed me the scar on his head, and I'm like, oh, God, like, you are 100% serious. And like, oh my goodness! And like how he would go in the water and had to pull leeches off his legs constantly, and I'm just like, dude, you've lived a life. And <laughs> but like him also telling me like, yeah, you can get like dirt bikes and just go crazy for super cheap, and I'm just like, ooh, that's pretty cool. Like that would be pretty sick. And just like totally, the total different change of pace would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it... Asia, Asia in general is like super interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd actually totally different side of the world, but I'd love to go back to Vancouver. Also, uh -huh. we when I went to Japan, we had a twenty-four hour layover in Vancouver oh, each wow. way because it was like super cheap tickets. Um, and I've got a friend up there that I met. I used well, I, I yeah, I haven't in a few years, but I used to work at the. Uh, World Superbike and MotoGP races out in at Laguna Seca in California. And I met a guy out there that's a Mountie in uh, Vancouver. Okay. And so when we went there, he put us up both ways and showed us around. And it was like gorgeous. Like yeah. it was so pretty, um, just such a, a really cool town. And I, I just didn't have enough time there. I'd love to go back and kind of explore more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I, there's like very few places that I don't want to go, I guess is the like, yeah. And even like, there's plenty of places in the U S that I haven't been to. Like same. Like, I've yeah. never been to New York. Like, yeah. Know. Yeah. Neither have I. And I really want to, or like, you know, places like that or like Utah or something like that. I don't know. So there's, yeah. yeah. Good question. That was a great question. All right. We got one from myself from him again. What type of skateboard did you buy? 
like what brand i honestly don't know it was from zoomies so (laughs) i should have guessed that's where i came from and it was crazy going in there like everything was picked clean like they had one long board that i was playing with and they had like three or four skateboards like they were like actually built and put together everything else was like parts and the lady was like i'll be honest with you like even if you pick some of these parts out, like we don't have enough to build a full board for you. And I'm like, well, then I don't want that. Like I'm trying to leave with a skateboard. And so right. like I ended up picking like, it's actually a chick, like not a chick. The style of the board is a chick style. Like it's a girly skateboard on the back, but it doesn't look that girly. So I'm like, you know what? That's kind of sick. And I might post, a, <laughs> I might post a picture of it on my story, but I think it's pretty sick. But uh, that's where I got it. And, yeah, it was just interesting talking to them about, like, the whole, you know, virus, how that's impacting stuff like that. Because everyone's bored and trying to do stuff, right? Um, yep. And I was that awkward guy that's in the back of the store riding around for, like, two hours trying to decide between three boards, like, what do I want? And I, and they had to, like, meter people to go in the store because of, like, safety or whatever. And I'm just like – First thing I said to them, I'm like, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm going to be that guy that's going to be here for a while. So, like, I'm so sorry, but, like, you're going to get a sale out of me. So, yeah, you're like, I'm guaranteeing you money. I'm just, it's going to take me a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Uh, Let's see. Um, Jeffrey Lowry had a great question time management in the shop do you have a to-do list asana trello do you have a better system i've tried all of those and as of right now i don't have any system in place i have also tried i haven't tried trello but i have tried asana and i still have the plugin and i don't think i've logged into my company one in a very long no. time i deleted it too no. Um, cause I was even using it for time management on jobs. Like there's a plugin for Asana called T metric. Okay. You can start a timer for certain things. And so I was like adding timers to all my jobs so that I could track actually like how long I'm spending on the jobs. And it was just like too much to keep track of Forget or not use it or. Right. Right. Um, I think I've, we talked about it a while ago. I have that bullet journal app. Okay. It's only on Android, unfortunately. Okay. And that thing is killer. Like I use that to track fitness goals and uh, work stuff. And like it, I can set reminders and all that. Um, it, it It's nice because like you can either send things to the next day when you know you're not going to get to them or you can complete them or you can like mark them as started, uh, stuff like that. And so that, that really works for me yeah. so far. Uh, but yeah, I, that's, that's about it, unfortunately. I'm really big on... I don't know what I'm big on. Like I always, I write, I write post-its that end up all over my desk and then I get tired and pissed off at looking at them. So I end up doing it. Um, and sometimes they end up being moved around to places that I don't normally look for them just because I don't <laughs> want to do them. And that's a problem. Um, but yeah, like I got two post-its. I got to email this company and I got to work on this. They're right here. And so it's like, okay. And then I'm, I'm like so fast paced. Like, I don't want to write it down. Like, just go do it. If you can do it, just do it. But if you can't, I normally email myself because I love seeing zero emails. So like, 
if there's that one email in the subjects like do this dumbass i'm like okay like crap i have to do that because i'm not going to just delete that email um without doing it so yeah i would say yeah little little weird things like that or like i'm big on setting timers on my phone so like if i know like i have to do something I'll be like, all right, I'm going to do this for 30 more minutes. Like I'll set a 30 minute timer. And once that timer goes off, I'll be like, okay, I need to go do that. And I'll go do that and I'll come back. Or like, I just leverage like little simple things like that. Yeah, that's smart. Oh. Yeah. I, I, um, Post-its are the same way for me. Like if I leave them or like notifications on my phone, oh, like my I know God. if I, if somebody emails me and it's something I need to respond to, I will not open it on purpose because I hate seeing notifications. And so like, I'll, <laughs> I know I'll take care of it by the end of the day. See, since I have my own email, like it's not a Gmail or whatever, like I'll get a notification on my phone and I'll read it and then I'll forward it to my email. Um, and so once again, it's just there. Um, and it's just like a to-do list at that point. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, all right, another one from Andy. Favorite type of chewing gum? I don't chew gum. I don't either. Yeah, it's not good for you. <laughs> I like mints if I'm going to have something like that. I'm a fruity guy. That, that fly machinist, you know? <laughs> that fly fruity machinist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds like a, a t-shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I just thought of it. Fly machinist to put a fly cutter. Boom. Done. I like that. I like it. that. <laughs> Do either um, of you collect anything? Coins, beer steins, action figures, doll? I mean, well, can you, if you're yeah. on the video, like you could just observe. Just look behind Peyton and it's hundreds of Lego figures. Oh, you weren't supposed Everything to say like... anything. It could have been a surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I won't say what's behind you then, but. Yeah, like, don't look at that one. Up there. Yeah. You've got like a kit right above you that like I didn't even think you could buy anymore. Wait, I need to look at my camera. Yeah, like. These all this stuff is old. This is custom that I built. That's a CNC machine. That's a little Haas machine. That's all figures that I've made or collected, and that's all military stuff that no one sells. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I used to collect it, but like I said, I I can't tell you the last time I bought a Lego set and like actually wanted and like sat down and built it. Um, I have a bunch of old ones that it's always kind of fun every now and then to get friends together and build like a giant one um, and just like listen to music and eat food and build a, this giant set together. That's kind of cool. But I don't like actively collect anything other than like, I was going to say business debt, but that's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, but like end mills, I feel like I'm a pretty good collector or, you know, something like that, but it's not intentional. Yeah, I, uh, I have in the past been like a collector of like projects. Like I had like a few project bikes. Yeah. I had a track bike that needed work. I had cars that needed work. Um, I've slowly kind of weaned myself off of that just due to lack of space. Yeah. Um, and my business partner is like way worse than I am. I think he's got nine project bikes and two that are running or oh something like that. Um <laughs> So, like, we, we are very much kindred spirits as far as that goes. <laughs> uh, I, lately, I've been a collector of, like, business books that I'm not going to read. <laughs> I, 
I've got a big old stack on my bedside table that I look at every night and I'm like, oh yeah, I should read a few pages or just go to sleep. I'll probably I'm just do that. I'm a, uh, a pattern here, Dylan, with all of these. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, lack of time. It's one of those things that I keep telling myself like, oh, well, when you go full time, that that's... You can start reading again no, when you go full time. Yeah, just keep doing the same <laughs> thing, but more of it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'll be able to sleep more. That, that, that I'm looking for. Yeah, to. that's important. That's really important. Oh. But yeah, I don't. I don't really collect anything. Man, all sorts of favorite type of movie. I just don't watch movies. I like you could name like a super classic movie, and I'd be like, what? Like. And everyone hates on me for that, but like, dude, like I've been working for the past 10 years of my life. I don't got time for no movies. Like, <laughs> and that's the honest truth. Like I, I struggle with like, I'm going to sit down for two hours and not be productive. But like, I'm starting to realize like, you might not be productive, productive, but you're productive, like mentally calming yourself or like whatever you want to like. And I'm starting to realize that. And I don't know, just like, good movie whatever that means like i like i don't like like if you were gonna go put on a movie right now what would you be looking for a comedy uh i think a lot of these comedy movies are so stupid i'm sorry some (laughs) of it's like okay cool actors but what are we what are we doing here like but like i hate horror movies i think it's really cool how you can make someone feel those freaking emotions through a film like that's insane but like nah like i like sleep um (laughs) um, like i already don't get enough of that so when i do get it i don't want to be like worrying (laughs) um right but like i don't know like marvel like iron man stuff like that i like that um the batman series that's great um star wars obviously um and then his other questions all-time favorite movie like i love top gun i think that's a great movie um when i first watched that when i was younger i'm like okay like this is top gun like i understand life now like okay like (laughs) this this makes sense um and then every this is the one excuse whenever someone makes like if i make a top gun reference in front of like someone's parents or something and they get it but like the person doesn't get it i'm like dude like what what are we doing here like yeah, what are you teaching these kids? Yeah. Come on. Like, what is going on here? Like your your son or daughter doesn't know Top Gun. Like I can't make a joke about this. And like, but then I'm the opposite. Any other movie, don't know anything about. So that's about it. Okay. Um, I'd say I probably lean more towards comedy movies. Okay. Um, but I, I like a lot of different movies. Like favorite horror movie would be like Cabin in the Woods, oh, which God. is a fairly recent. Um, and it's like a, kind of a comedy horror one. It was a good one. Um, comedy, like I love, 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 love Super Bad. Like okay. I grew up, like that was like a pivotal movie when I was a early teen, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, I love, like I actually just watched a table read of it. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. If you've never seen, it, no. it's based on a graphic novel, and it's hilarious and like really well cast like there's a bunch of people in it that weren't very popular at the time and now super are like uh captain america's in it. oh interesting okay uh, yeah uh chris P- or chris evans yeah uh, 
that, that's like one of my all time favorites. But I also love, you know, some of the classics like Pulp Fiction. I love I, I watched that a million times. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one. Like I like there are like ones that stand out to me in every category that I'm like, yeah, that's that's like the epitome of that genre for me. But um, nothing that I'm like, this is I could watch this and nothing else for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I and movies, to be honest, I'm more of like, if I'm going to watch TV, which is very rare, it's more YouTube, but like, I'm more of like, I'll watch documentaries, I'll watch like actual like TV shows. Um, yeah. Like Breaking Bad. I watch shows a lot. Yeah, like Breaking Bad, hands down, favorite series. Like, I love that. That was so well done. Um, honestly, like tied for second place would be like the old MacGyver series. I found my mom got me that like a set of DVDs <laughs> when I was like 13 or like probably even younger. And she's like, just watch this, just give it a shot. I'm like, what the heck is this? She's like, yeah, this guy fixes stuff. Bob. I'm like, yeah, whatever, Bob, the builder, like, what is this? Like, and <laughs> I watched it. I'm like, this is insane. And then like, I just remember in fifth grade, everyone would be like, Hey, what happened? Like with MacGyver, like I couldn't come over and I'm like, dude, this character came back again and they're like no way and i'm like yes and i'm like you gotta come over i'll gladly rewatch it with you and like so yeah that i would say more shows for me yeah i, I watch a lot of shows like i'll put shows on in the background yeah. too when i'm working like, on cad and stuff just because like usually it's not anything new it's just stuff that i've already seen that like i don't know it's good background noise yeah. um yeah I, I watch a lot of shows too uh like i, I feel like I don't know, like, there's certain shows that are, like, comfort food for me, yeah. too. Like, Malcolm in the Middle, I watched as a kid. Like, the two shows I would go to if I was sick and I was a kid were Malcolm in the Middle or Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. And I would watch those on loop for the rest of my life if I had to. No problem. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I, I think I definitely connect more with TV shows than I do with movies. Yeah. Just longer plots and, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So Ian asked, how do we deal with waste oil, waste water, and chip recycling? Um, waste oil. I haven't really had any waste oil. Um, when I emptied my boy machine, which was probably 60 gallons of hydraulic oil, I put that on Craigslist for free and someone came and picked it up. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, and supposedly people make like diesel out of it and like, or they just burn it and stuff. And I'm like, all right. Um, and then waste water. I don't know what kind of waste water I would have. I mean, if it's that dirty, I guess I'd properly dispose of it. But if it's just like water, I'm just going to dump that out. Um, yeah, I don't really make much waste water either. Yeah. Um, I guess coolant would be another thing that he might also probably want to know about. Um, yeah, I think that's what he meant okay. by waste oil. Yeah, like like I've said before, I've never had to like dispose of coolant, and my coolant stays so clean because I just freaking run a mold and then half the tank evaporates or whatever it is. <laughs> so like I'm constantly like, yeah, it just keeps disappearing on me, which is fine. It keeps my machine yeah. all sticky, though, other than that. Um, right. And then chip recycling, I've talked about this. I went recently, and it's just not worth my time. Um, and it's 
it's messy. I just bag them up and put them in my garbage can, and it just gets hauled away. Yeah, as far as uh, waste oil or waste coolant, um, we now have a place that'll come down from Phoenix and take care of it for us for 80 or 100 bucks a 55 gallon drum, oh, wow. something like okay. that. Um, it, it wasn't bad at all. And like we had had 200 gallons oh, of coolant just sitting in the shop for like a year and a half or two years. Wasn't this recent too? You got rid of this? Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. It's like when we. When we switched back from Blazer to QualiChem, I had Brad ask the QualiChem rep, like, hey, who do you guys use to recycle it? And he was like, oh, you know, I call this place and they do weekly pickups down in Tucson. And so, like, I, we called them and they came down and did it. And then I don't think you can see it, but like way back in the corner back there, there's the two black 55 gallon drums. Okay. And those they gave us, they were like, here's empty ones so you can fill these up and we'll come and take them whenever you call us. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, and then as far as chips, we go once a month, maybe once every three weeks, down to the chip recyclers and get our, you know fifty bucks or whatever, yeah. and go out for a nice lunch, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it doesn't take us that long. Like it's not too far from the shop, and usually we go to lunch like once a week anyway. That's kind of like a company meeting, and like just talk about what jobs we have open, talk about what's on the horizon, what our goals are, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it pays for one of those, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's time for sushi and sake yeah. and not Burger King, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, that kind of wraps up the questions, I think. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for contributing. Um, it's been an hour 45. Oh, wow. Damn. So, what have you been researching this week? Ah. Always forget about this segment. <laughs> oh, man. I guess it has only been a week because we didn't have a guest. Normally, I got two weeks of researching I can do. Yeah. Um, I should honestly just be checking my Google search history. That's usually what I do. I pull up whatever open tabs I still have on my phone. I'm like, huh, what, what have I been looking at? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, here, I'll, I'll go first yeah, go then. For it. Uh, I listen, I've started listening recently to, I want to say it's called like, I'm not an expert. And it's uh, the guy who runs Prometheus Lights. Yep. Him and another guy's podcast. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you listened, somebody posted it on the Discord too. They're one of their most, I think it was their most recent episode. He talks about ordering the wrong lathe and not realizing until after it was already installed. What? Yeah, like the the title of the episode's like the $120,000 mistake and like he Oh, that's what that lathe. was. Okay. Yeah. I went back and listened to it and like he bought a lathe, went through all the paperwork, got it installed and then that night that it was installed, he went to go kind of jog it around and get used to it and was like I forgot to buy a Y-axis lathe. Oh my god. And so, like, it was a subspindle live tool lathe with no y-axis, and that's like one of the main reasons he got it. Wait, what brand was it? Haas. Oh, yes. Can you send me that? Because I saw that, and I was like, "This has got to be a podcast or something." And I got confused, and I didn't know how to find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It, it was heartbreaking to hear, and it was like, "How did it get to that point?" Like, yeah. not only how did he not notice that when he was signing all the paperwork, but like, how did his salesman not like? 
understand his goals enough to be like, hey, don't you want a y-axis? Didn't you say something yeah. about a y-axis? Um, it's crazy. But anyway, because of that podcast, I was going through and looking at other lights. Um, like I love my Freelux one, but you know, lights and, and knives are like man jewelry. And it's like, you know, you can always have another one. So I've been looking at a bunch of different uh, flashlights and um, there's, you know, some cheaper options. There's one company called Phoenix okay. that makes a white laser flashlight huh. that like they only sell to first responders and public safety people right now. Are you but it'll, it'll throw like a public safety person so you can get there? No, no, no. They, they say they're researching a way to give it to the public, but it's like, 500 lumens up to like 3200 yards or something like Whoa. that like some some dumb amount of throw and i was like that's cool that's cool. Uh, <laughs> like i don't need it but i want yeah. it <laughs> yeah so uh that's that's what i've been researching and listening to like they've got a, a few good podcasts that like i i know nothing about lights besides what i've seen on freelux's instagram and yeah. stuff like that it, it, it's cool to listen to them talk about that yeah I'm just looking through my search history. It's all like, it's all like hip hop related stuff. It's like a lot of skateboarding related things. I'm going. I was going to say, how to not fall off a skateboard. Um, When does Home Depot close? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Restaurants, when they close. Um, I actually went to a restaurant. This is completely off topic. Maybe. I don't know. This is what we do, though. Um, I went to a restaurant the other day, and I had been in a restaurant in so long, and it was so weird. I was like, yo, I get to sit down, and, like, I'm not in my house. I get to eat and talk to someone. Like, this is cool. And uh, Oh, you actually eat in a restaurant? Yeah. Oh, wow. And there's people in there. Like, yeah, like, the waitresses and all that were wearing masks and all, but, like, other than that, it seemed pretty normal to me. And I was like, this is, this is nice. <laughs> um, That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Then I did look up. I was looking into DHL because I got some stuff sent for me from China. And it got here in like the tracking said it would be here in like a week. And it showed up in like two days. And I'm just like, yeah. whoa, like, hold on. And so I, I want to look into that more for my international shipping because I, like I've talked about, you know, passing of the hands of packages between customs and countries just things get lost and then i get screwed um and so if i could prevent that and it's quicker and cheaper potentially um that'd be a good solution so i know one of my competitors just made the switch to dhl so i want to look into that yeah that's a good idea um always I, i was always sad when dhl pulled out of like the domestic market because they were always so good and like on time if not yeah for a few years and then they were like oh we're not making enough money like competing with fedex and ups yeah. um, but they were always like by far my favorite yeah so that'd definitely be worth it yeah um all right and then this is not a normal segment Uh-oh. but i think set some goals oh, no. for the next year oh gosh next year oh yeah yeah for one year duh <laughs> yeah but so podcast goals it can be personal goals first of all happy birth no <laughs> um, i know danny liked that right there so that's that's for you um yeah that on his yeah. stories <laughs> yeah as he's dropping little parts and can't find them uh, <laughs> uh, 
shade he threw at me today? What? What are you? He's he is always sending me shade, dude. He straight <laughs> up told me he's like, I don't know why I like giving you shit, Peyton. And I'm like, wow, okay, Danny. Like, I see how it is. And then I replied, and he just read the message and didn't even reply. I'm like, okay, it's on, bud. He posted a uh, a picture that he's using his one of his Swiss machines as like a shaper, and he's like, look, I got a shaper working before <laughs> Dylan did. And I was like. Oh my goodness. Yo, this man needs to be visited by the Within Tolerance gang or something. <laughs> Jesus. Um, one year goals. Less stress would be nice. Yeah, that's a good goal. More organization of my life. Um finish 75 hard. <laughs> Yeah, or, or finish 75 days of 75 yeah, hard. Yeah, continue to do it. That's one thing. I hate going off topic, but we that's just what I do. But, like, I killed myself the other day with a workout. Like, I destroyed myself in a good way. Like, I've never sweated so much in my life. And I was like, <laughs> like, I've learned, everyone's different, but I've learned when I'm to the point where I think I'm going to pass out and throw up, that means I've done a good job. And I, yeah. and I did that and I was like, whoo, I survived. I feel great. And I'm like, I'm going to go read my 10 pages. I'm going to call it a night. And I've a little update on that. I've been much better about getting after reading his book about it. I'm still reading it, but like getting it done, like getting the whole challenge done before like eight or nine at night, um, instead of like dragging that out and like, the yeah, only thing, like three yeah yeah and like the only thing i have left to do for today is i gotta take a progress picture which i do at the end of the day anyways and then right after we end this i gotta go for a 45 minute walk before it gets dark but other than that like i'm chilling but like yeah i destroyed myself and i felt so good i was like this this is it this is this is why i'm doing this um but yeah yeah keep doing that Just for like one year for sure I'm just like picturing your camera roll as just like pictures of you flexing at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> it's more of just a casual, like, Hey, um, <laughs> and he talks about that in the book, like how it's really just trying to teach people how, like, it's all about the details, like, you know, small things over time add up to big things. You might not notice it in the day to day, like you cleaning that workbench or that one corner or that material rack, you know, you might not notice that, but when you do, it's like, okay, like, yeah, that, that was worth the, the effort or whatever. Um, yeah. So totally. yeah, that, that was really cool. But yeah, I mean, organization, honestly, that could just sum up my life right there. <laughs> <laughs> Business and personal, get more organized. Um, yeah. Just have more, have more free time to do things that I want um I'm trying to think yeah just like if i want to go skateboard for two hours why can't i go skateboard for two hours like why like right you know yeah you know yeah you can kind of pin yourself in these situations where it screws you like that but you kind of know that you know getting into those situations so other than that yeah i just want to be happy make money but i've learned that I can make a bunch of money, but it doesn't determine anything other than a bank account. So, right. 
Yeah, if you're working 90 hours a week and you're making money, you're not enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have time yeah. to enjoy anything. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, fourth axis? A what? Fourth axis? Um, maybe. I know we, I want the kitty out of here uh-huh. in the next year for sure. Um, I mean, I'd really like it out of here in the next six months. Yeah. I. I don't know that I want to say like I'm going to add another machine or something, but I want a better balance and a better workflow here. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I want to be able to get parts out quicker on time and kind of have a better work life balance than I have. Yep. Cause like really it's been like, okay, be on for like three weeks straight and then like be dead for a week and not want to do anything and then do the same thing again. And like this like cycle just it's not kills me at all. No, no, not at all. Uh, like this morning, I woke up like I, I didn't come to the shop last night, even though I needed to because I was like, oh, I'm going to get some sleep. And like even with more sleep, I woke up this morning. I was like, I feel like such hot garbage. Like I just need to go back to bed. And like I even was even texting you, like trying to get out of doing the podcast tonight because I was like, I really don't yeah. want to do this. Um, but I'm glad we did yeah. for sure. Um, goals wise, maybe a fourth axis. Um I mean, that would definitely I feel really, like help you get some at least certain parts out quicker. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'd really like to, if if I'm not working here full time, be very close to okay. it. Um, like yeah, like I, I I think that's very doable, especially now that we're starting to like have numbers that we can track yeah. and know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to bring on some more customers, okay. kind of di- diversify a little more. Um, and then as far as podcast goals i'd love to do a meetup at something Dude, whether so it's sick. i know there's been a few people that have messaged us like that they're like oh i'm totally in like let's do that uh, i'd love to do a meetup i want to do some more merch i think that like we've got some awesome ideas yeah. fly machinist yeah, yeah. being one of them um <laughs> i want to get some more guests on like the whole reason i wanted guests on the podcast was to like bring more accessibility to experts in the field yeah and like i think we've done a good job about that but like i'd love to have the guys from mari tool on or like somebody from imugi or osg that can really talk about taps and like dive into taps or somebody from like quali chem that can really dive into coolant yeah um and just you know provide more accessibility to like like i, I don't know i feel like guys that are small shops like you and me don't feel like oh we, we deserve the attention of like of the head applications engineer at QualiCam or something like that. And it's but, like, why not? Like, why? Like, right. And I think right. we've done a good job of showing some of these people because, I mean, you look at some of the people we've had on, we've had like VPs and like, like owners of like, you know, not small companies. And it's like, I think we're like, to some of these people, I think it was a shock that they actually like a podcast. Like, what is this? Like, oh, this is just like a PR thing that I should do to be nice. And like, no, like there's a whole line of people behind this podcast that are like waiting and listening. And like people are starting to come around, I think, and like especially in the slowest industry possible being manufacturing, um, to get with the program here. You know, if you're not on Instagram and you're a machine tool building company, I don't know what you're doing. Um, right. But like, yeah. why can't I talk to the president or, you know, of like, I want to talk to like, Let's have the head guy of Doosan come on. And I want to say, like, why aren't there more Doosan machines? Like, why is Haas kicking your ass? Like, why? Like, 
right. let's talk about it. Like, come on. Like, I know it's not something you want to talk about, but like, maybe you can get something out of this. You know, I don't know. Like, we just break that seal and say like, this is normal now. Like, yes, you're talking to someone that's not making a million dollars, but you know, you don't know who I know, what I know, where I'm going to be. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and really, I like from the bottom of my heart, I want to reach out and thank every single person yeah. who's come on the podcast and everybody who listens. Like it's going back to that question earlier, like what's the hardest part? It's, it's not hard because of all you, yeah. like you guys have been so open and honest and like so welcoming to the podcast and everybody who's come on has like dedicated their time and, and just really opened up. Like, I, I don't think we've had a single person. I'm like going back through our Instagram right now, looking at all the people we've had on yeah. and like, everybody has had some little tidbit that's just yeah. so cool to talk about. And like, I, I still talk to most of these people through DMS quite a, quite a lot, you know? So I, I just, I really appreciate everybody being so open to coming on and sharing, you know, an hour or two of their time or, you know, six hours if you're Jeff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Like I, I really appreciate everybody and I'm, I'm hoping you'll stick with us through another year of the podcast. Cause I'm definitely planning on being here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm scrolling through too. It's cool that definitely keep doing with the uh, Instagram post, putting pictures of their actual face. Cause like, it's cool to like, be like, oh yeah, like we had him like boom, boom, boom. Like, okay. Like it, it puts that brand to the, the person. Um, yeah. And you know, just seeing like, oh, there's Tom Lipton holding a massive drill bit. Like that was a great time. Like, you know, you just like, <laughs> you go through and it's just, I think it's cool. Yeah, I just think, like what I said, you know, why can't we talk to some of these people? Um, like, I, I strongly believe that we need to, as, you know, we're not the, what's a good example? We're not the ESPN, but, you know, why can't this community go somewhere like a, a podcast or like an Instagram page and, you know, listen to these higher ups? and just learn. I mean, that's what we're all here for. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like, we're not, we're not making chips. No. Like we both don't own million dollar companies and we're not a super produced podcast, yeah. but I don't know. I feel you like know, we have a lot of fun at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I feel like we have a lot of fun with our guests yeah. and, and I hope that this goes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been nothing but just an absolute blast talking to each and every one of you. And like, I, I always learn, so much that I never thought I would learn. Like, you know, Drew, I never thought I'd learn so much about additive manufacturing. Yeah. Um, like I never thought I'd hear, you know, crazy Clorox stories from yeah. Tom. Like there's all these like little things that everybody brings. Like I didn't think that Andrew would be uh, a music major out of yeah. college, but owns a holster company. Like the, the, the backstories behind all of our guests are just, it's so varied and so cool that like I, I'm, I'm, so appreciative of them coming on and appreciative of all of you guys listening and, and providing us a platform that they want to come on. So uh, again, yeah, thanks for sticking around for a year. Um, definitely. We will make a specific post about the WTP meme challenge. Get on that, make something funny, make us laugh, make us want it. We'll figure, we'll figure out if we're going to vote, do voting or what um, we might do it in the, the stories or we'll just pick somebody. Um, but we'll make sure that, you know, I don't know the, depending on how many people enter, we'll make sure that a lot of people get at least some stickers or something like that yeah. and make sure that, you know, all of you feel our gratitude. Yeah. So I did want to add one thing to that, that I do also want to thank everyone out there because 
I will admit it is weird and I don't talk about this, but I am a young person in this realm of older people. And it is nice to have this community where I don't like, I can go on Instagram and not feel like I'm being like looked down upon, which is very rare, especially in manufacturing. Cause like in industry, when I go to my day job at the time, I'm like, they're like, Oh, here comes that 16 year old. He's probably going to quit tomorrow. And I'm like, no, like, dude, like I'm trying to learn here. Like, and I feel like I can come to Instagram and people can approach me. And it's also just the people. And I feel like how I present myself, you know, it's like, we could be professional. Yes, I'm 20. We can talk shit if you want to talk shit. But like, at the same time, like, I might be able to help you and you might be able to help me. So like, you know, I think that's, it's just, I can't say enough. There's got to be a way we do something, a t-shirt or something that just like something to do with how great Instagram machining community is because it really is and I know we just keep talking about that but it it really has definitely changed the way I approach manufacturing I'm not scared anymore to ask questions or you know basically show that like yeah I screwed up type thing right yeah it's it's not the Facebook machinist group it's not practical machinist As much as, uh, you know, Luma Labs loves that, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody is, is looking for a, uh, a fight. And uh, that, that's the great thing about the Instant Machinist community is like, we're all here just to support each other. And um, yeah, it, it's it's nothing but awesome. So yeah. thank you all. Thank you, uh, we'll see you next week, probably with a guest, I guess. We'll, we'll get somebody on. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Leave it up, guys. <laughs> Screenshot this right here. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) All righty, guys. (laughs) I don't think you want to be saying that. Yeah, I know it's gonna. Just start the GoFundMe already, okay? Yeah, there you go. All right, see you guys.